Welcome to the Backyard Blitz. It is April 5th, 2022. Today we talk about all the up-to-date NFL news, and we have an in-depth conversation about the first round of the NFL Draft. Ronnie unveils his controversial fantasy football QB rankings and more. Football is here. Let's get it. Welcome to the Backyard Blitz. I'm Brandon Peebler. This is Ronnie Eastham. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the BY Blitz. Uh, follow me at, at Peebler22 at Ronnie Eastham. Check about check us out on YouTube as well. Ronnie, how you doing, man? It's been a long week, it seems like, and uh, we got some more football stuff that we got to talk about. It's been too long of a week, I tell you. How you been? How's it going? I've been good. Uh, still waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded. Feels like it's never going to happen. Um, they, they've had more conversation around. It seems like they're waiting for him to get healthy and, and make a decision there. But, uh, you know, I think we're day 63 or 64 into the Jimmy G watch. So it's getting a little redundant there. But uh, other than that, you had some uh, big news that we're going to talk about as far as uh, Stefan Diggs uh, coming up around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, uh, excited to, to hear that one. Maybe I can go play some catch with him again here soon. Yeah, speaking of playing, <laughs> we played in our Madden franchise, Ronnie, and uh, I haven't mentioned it at all, but I'm going to mention it now. How'd that go? How, how'd that game go, Ronnie? It didn't go well. It did not go well. Um, the Super Bowl that I won was much better. <laughs> not ever going to happen again. <laughs> For those that don't know, I beat the brakes off Ronnie uh, this last week. Um, it felt good, but it was only a regular <laughs> season game, like Ronnie mentioned. So there's still some work to be done. Uh, but we got some real football news uh, that we want to talk about, and uh, that's Devontae Parker. Uh, he was traded to the Patriots um, early on. It was over the weekend, really. Um, so the Dolphins traded receiver Devontae Parker to the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots uh, gave up a 2023 third round pick in exchange for Devonte Parker, and a, so basically a swap for a 2022 fifth rounder. So uh, the Dolphins are going to uh, let's see, yeah. So the Patriots they gave up a third rounder, and the Dolphins they're going to get a, a fifth rounder, and or the Patriots are going to get a fifth rounder and Devonte Parker. What are your thoughts on that trade? It seems like whenever there's a guy that has any star power in the, in the league um, and the Patriots are involved, it seems like they're, they still end up going there. It doesn't matter if TB12 is there or not, but I like this for Devontae Parker, but you're the man of the AFC East, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I mean, he's going for, to uh, from Tua to Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a little bit of a step up, but he's not – He's not the type of quarterback at this point in his career that's going to lift up a wide receiver. Devontae Parker can be good, but he he struggled to stay healthy, for one. His best season in 2019, 72 catches, 1,200 yards. Uh, in fact, I remember thinking going into the next year, I had him a little a little high on my, my uh, fantasy football rankings, grabbed him up, and, yeah, that didn't go well. But uh, he that's his only season of 1,000-plus yards. It's his only season where well, he's had a few seasons where he's had uh, over 50, but the only one over 60. So he hasn't really 
risen to the occasion. He hasn't really stepped up as a true number one and maintained that spot. Uh, and I don't see it happening with Mac Jones as a quarterback. So I, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, and obviously, I don't think the Dolphins are if they're going to trade somebody within the division. Yeah, it was very surprising. Normally, you don't see trades within the division. This yeah. is one of those rare type of ones. I can't imagine Buffalo and New England really making any trades. Um, that has happened, I, though. In the past, it has. It absolutely yeah. has. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. If, yeah. If, uh, I mean, that was a big one, right? So <laughs> I definitely think it started that out big. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for Drew there, but. You know, for Devontae Parker, I think he needed to get out of Miami. Obviously, with all the moves that they made regarding Tyreek Hill, um, I think he needed a a change of scenery. I like him in New England. I don't know what New England's going to run, though. Josh McDaniel's gone, right? So um, they're pretty starved at the the receiver position. Um, I'm a big fan of Kendrick Bourne. I I feel like he had a really big – it, it was more of a breakout year for him. He had, he had a lot of catches, a lot of yards um, for him. He's He was an undrafted guy out of the Eastern Washington University, uh, played for the 49ers for a while. So I do like Devontae Parker going there. But again, Mac Jones, he kind of surprised us last year with some of the things that he was able to do. Um, so I'm looking to see how he's able to utilize his weapons, but there's a lot of question marks in New England. I don't think it's going to be the team that that was last year that really, you know, was really a game from being the number one seed in that in the AFC last year. Uh, come playoff time, uh, the way that everything was swapping back and forth. But uh, I'm curious to see what Devonte Parker does, but. As far as fantasy goes, I don't know if I have him high up on my radar to be like, oh, he's with the Patriots. I'm going to keep that in my no, back pocket. Definitely not this not this season. And if you think about past history with the Patriots, outside of Wes Welker back in the day or Edelman, they've never really had a wide receiver that you could count on for fantasy. Well, you have to go all the way back to Randy Moss uh, that season. But uh, do you so with the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, I would consider as a number one. Do you think Parker – is a step up from that experience wise. Yeah. Um, I think he is experience wise now skill wise. I don't know. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see him in the slot. Um, and I think that he could have a lot of success as a slot receiver. Um, he doesn't have a lot of top end speed, but it seems like he's able to gain separation and I, I can see them using him as a slot receiver with Kendrick Bourne on the outside and seeing how that works out. Now, one thing this means for sure is I'm pretty sure uh, Nikhil Harry's gone. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, they've been looking to trade him for two years and nobody wants to bite the bullet. Um, no. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets just outright released here, um, here pretty soon. Yeah, somebody will kick those tires again, I'm sure. But yeah, I, and they're not going to trade for him. No. I, I doubt it. So from one AFC East receiver to another, your boy, Stefan Diggs, Stephon Diggs. Uh, they backed up the Brinks truck uh, for him today. They did four years. Uh, I've heard a couple of different numbers, actually. I've heard a 96 million, but I also heard 104. Uh, I believe the 104 is with some incentives. <clears throat> uh, it's, uh, it's a great uh, extension. It guarantees he's going to be there for another four years. Uh I, I think it's great. Um, the way he left Minnesota, I know there's some people out there that kind of hold that against him. But the guy that a lot of the Vikings players have have 
I guess, come to known uh, or fans, sorry, not players, uh, is not the same guy that I, I, I've i seen. And uh, you hear the guys uh, in the locker room talk about him being nothing but a, a wonderful and great uh, team player. So I don't, you know, and as I've mentioned on the show, I've personally had an interaction with him playing catch at the stadium pregame. Uh, not a lot of guys do that. There are some, but there's not too many. But yeah. he's, you know, he's he's came in, he's done his job, he's played extremely well, he's elevated those around him. I think he's been great for Gabe Davis. Uh, I think that 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 bond and that tutelage that he's been able to provide there is we're starting to see that really come to fruition with Davis. So I think it's fantastic. Uh, another four years, and I think he's still in his prime. Uh, it's going to be fun to see him and uh, him and Alan for the next four. And it sounds like uh, he he had a tweet today that sent, that made it sound like he wanted to retire a Buffalo Bill. He loves it there. Um, obviously, it, it's a great situation for him, um, both competitive wise. It seems like he has some really great chemistry with Josh Allen. Um, and Buffalo, I mean, you, you've spoke about it a lot, the fan base, um, how that city in Orchard Park, you know, really, you know, take to that team. And I yeah. can see why, you know, they're, they're, they have a, the fan base they do. I can see why the players love going there. Just thinking about it from the outside perspective, I don't know if I would ever want to do that. Uh, the cold, the wind, the snow. <laughs> But players get there and they have nothing but glowing reviews about that place. And after your trip, um, that kind of solidified it for me. I think that's going to be up there on the list of, and I got to go see a game there one of these days. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. I think we'd all have a great time. Take the wives up there. I loved it up there. I, I did. And I, and I've heard throughout my time being a fan with the team, I've heard players don't want to go there because of the weather uh, more recently because the team just wasn't very good either. But, but I've always heard people when they come out of there, they're like, man, once you go there though, and you see what's really like it, it's so much more than just the weather. Uh, so to see it for myself uh, was, was great. And uh, I think, you know, you know, obviously Diggs sees it the same way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, that's going to be, that's one of those, receiver quarterback combos I'm excited to see over the next, you know, couple of years. Um, you know, when it comes to fantasy, I'm, I'm looking at Stefan Diggs. I know the situation that he's in and he gets a lot of targets. He gets a lot of catches yeah. and he really helps that Buffalo offense go as he goes. It seems to be that passing game. I know Josh Allen. Um, I mean, he's a, he's an MVP candidate coming up this year. So, you look at Stephon Diggs, he is just as big of a part to that offense, in my opinion, as as Josh Allen. Probably 1B. Uh, but you take him off yeah. of that team, and that that passing game isn't nearly as prolific as it is with him in that lineup. No, I absolutely agree. You know, it's interesting. So you bring up the, the, uh, the fantasy aspect. Uh, I saw just a little bit before we came on the show, a uh, fantasy football analyst from the Footballers um, podcast – uh, apparently, there's a report coming out that uh, Michael Pittman and uh, Matt Ryan have gotten together already, uh, getting their timing down, and uh, they're going to breakfast together in the mornings. And it's a big thing because that's what Cooper Cup and Stafford did last year in the offseason was they got together every morning, went to breakfast and talked football, and we saw what happened with that. And I, and I bring it up because it was the same way with Josh Allen. As soon as Diggs was uh, traded there – Alan got on the phone. He's like, "Hey, I know we're in this COVID mess, but let's get together." And immediately, they, you know, 
uh, Allen and the receiving core digs too. They got together and it does, it makes a huge difference. And even yeah. this morning on good morning football, uh, Emmanuel Sanders was talking about that when he went to new Orleans, first thing, first text within like seconds after getting signed, uh, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning did the exact same thing. And he said that the OTA is a practice. All that's great. But it's that bond that you can develop with somebody off the field and you get to know them as a human being, as a person, what they've been through makes all the world and all the difference in the world. I I can tell you from a a personal experience playing and having that that rapport with with the locker room, that that is something that I miss so much, you know, compared to. Yeah, the pads are great. Scoring touchdowns are great. You know, all that stuff's phenomenal. But the thing I miss is those other 10 guys in the huddle going to the sideline and just the jokes and going in the locker room after <laughs> practice, going out to eat. One of my favorite stories is before we played a, a huge playoff game in Germany, it was all the Americans. We got together and we went to the most expensive steakhouse uh, there in Rostock. And it is a time I will never forget. And so when these players talk about, yeah, the quarterback called them. They, these things are big deals because yeah. there's a lot of trust that's put in to those relationships, whether, you know, a guy's breaking at 15 yards or 12 yards, you have to really trust a guy and the receiver's got to trust the quarterback that he's not going to get them laid out either. And so yeah. w- when you have a guy that you completely trust, it really just, it takes the skills that you have that you can run fast, jump high, catch the ball, all those things that we look at as an, an athlete, but it really elevates that to another level where, when we turn on the game on Sundays, you see Josh Allen throwing the ball well before Stefan is bra- is coming out of his break because he knows where he's going to be. They've done it over and over again. They've talked about it. they talked about a million different things. They know each other, and they just have this unspoken connection. And I just think it's one of the coolest things, and that's one of the reasons why I love the game is because of – things like that, those things that happen that aren't in the limelight, you know, those things that don't show up in the stat sheet uh, necessarily. It's those, those bonds that you create. And I mean, you, you hear about it. Emmanuel Sanders, by the way, has been phenomenal on good morning football. Sign that guy permanently. He's (laughs) been great. I love that guy's personality, but you hear him talk about somebody like Jimmy G or other guys that he's, he's played, uh, played with. And the things that they say, I think, you know, that's why, you know, going through the draft process is so important for these franchises because they really want to get to know the human being as much as possible for, before yeah. they invest millions of dollars. And so when you see a Josh Allen do that, you you telling me that, that those weren't questions or things that were that came up in the draft process with him? They, Buffalo knew what they were getting. Uh, when when they when they drafted him, so uh, that's great news, and uh, I, I'm I'm a fan of of Stephon Diggs. Obviously, the Minneapolis miracle is something that's going to live on forever for Vikings <laughs> fans. Well, I am sure that there's going to be some more plays that are made in some big stages in, in yeah. Buffalo that are going to be etched in in that fan yeah. base's lore as well. You, you know, you talk about the the locker room, the camaraderie. Uh, I, I I you we know that I didn't I didn't play professionally or anything. But I was in the army, did that for seven years. So I kind of liken that camaraderie and the bond that you you know, you your fellow soldiers have with one another. Especially mm-hmm. when you go overseas. I spent time in Bosnia, I spent time in Iraq, and it's the same thing as far as the trust. You get to know these guys, you spend time with them twenty-four hours a day, especially in the in deployments. You really get to know them on a personal level and that bond and trust, and you know that when the bullets are flying, they got your back. And that's huge. That is so huge. 
it's the weirdest thing too as guys right because yeah (laughs) they never we never talk about like us you know guys being like you know super like we talk about our emotions and things like that but you put us in adversity together we'll be brought it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter what you like to eat you know the the girls that you it doesn't matter any of those things you just know that you've seen that guy go through some stuff that you've gone through too and you have each other's back you know and it's sort of for life thing it's not like hey you know it's a you know for the next three months it's a for life thing for for whether it's the army or football or you know basketball you hear about those relationships and that's one of the things i love about team sports and I think that's the closest thing that you can that you can get to a, like a military like uh, atmosphere. But it's 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 awesome that yeah. those type of relationships is really cool. It is. It's absolutely awesome. Well, we got a trade, a draft trade. Okay, no players were involved, and this one was weird. Okay, this one was absolutely weird. So basically, let me pull this up here. So the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints made a trade and the Philadelphia Eagles are giving up picks uh, 16 and 19. I believe they're swapping with New Orleans to get an eight, the number 18th pick. And then there's a whole bunch of other, you know, day two, day three picks that are just kind of swaps. I don't want to go into the details because like the super details about it. (laughs) Hi. There's that NFL.com videos for you, Ronnie. Tell you what. <laughs> they are the <laughs> devil, man. Um, it'll bore you to death when you talk about some of these other t- trades. But the, the big thing for me is number 16 and number 19 swapped, basically, with New Orleans. So New Orleans now has 16 and 19. Philadelphia has pick number 18. Ronnie, you were making some... Uh, you had a comment about it that you were like, I kind of feel like I know what they're trying to do. Uh, so New Orleans is one of those teams that is in the market potentially for a quarterback, a long-term answer at quarterback. Do you think this is one of those moves to try to get that guy or do you have other thoughts? I think it is. Uh, and going, so I'm going back to the, the deal. I think, Personally, I think that the Eagles got the better part of this because they do pick up a first and a second in the next couple of years. So the second, a first round in 23 and a second in 24. I think it's going to be huge down the road. But looking at the here and now, yeah, I think the Saints are are, are looking for their quarterback of the future. Uh, I don't feel like they think that that's Winston. Uh, they were seemingly in the market for an upgrade. And uh, they were, you know, in the running for the uh, the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So they were clearly looking to upgrade. And I think that's what they're looking to do here. And I think Winston actually could be a good bridge quarterback. Uh, somebody that can yeah. kind of hold things together for a year or two while a young kid learns. But I think with that second pick, I think they're going to bring in a wide receiver. I think they're looking to bring in a, t- a tandem together uh, that will grow together and, and develop uh, that that bond together, if you will, that we were just talking about, because we don't even know what's going on with Michael Tom, Tom Thomas. <laughs> and get that out there. He's Michael scheduled Thomas. to be back, but yeah, it seems like that relationship with what was going on with his foot or his ankle that they thought they were expecting him back midway through the season. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I had surgery on it. <laughs> They're like, you had surgery on your foot. Yeah. You're gone for the year that, and there was no, like, it didn't seem like there was a lot of communication or at least he did that against what the team thought was best. 
So I would not be surprised. I think that's a great call out. Um, I that I do think that they could do something like that. And there's a lot of receivers in this draft too. So do you yeah. think they use a first rounder on on that receiver? Um, I know they lost their left tackle too, Armstead. So mm-hmm. he's he's gone. So um, there's some good uh, offensive tackles in this draft too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they use one of those picks on on that and say, hey, we'll get a quarterback and we'll try to solidify the line at the same time. Yeah, that's for sure possible. And they could be looking at maybe packaging those two, the 16 and 19 together to move up. Depends uh, on who they're eye- eyeballing. Uh, if they're looking for, I think, uh, either Pickett or um, the kid from Liberty, lost his name now, Malik, Malik uh, yep. Willis. Uh, if they're eyeballing one of those two, I think they need to move up. I, I, I have a feeling that those two will be gone within the top 10. Uh, but if they're looking at a Desmond Ritter, he could very well be there at 16. Or uh, the Howell kid, he could still be there at 16. So I think that they definitely have some options. They've uh, built in some flexibility with these two early picks. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I think the Eagles got the better part of this deal just because of the load that they, yeah. they're picking up. Now – if they don't draft well, it means nothing, and we all know that they could draft yeah. five busts with all those draft picks, and it's and they get nothing, and the Saints get the next Drew Brees. Well, you never know until it happens. But uh, right now, looking at, it, I think uh, I think the Eagles got the better off, uh, better end of that one. Well, that would be saying that the next Drew Brees is in this draft class, and I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time seeing yeah. that. Um, especially the more that I study that, the more that I study these guys, the more stuff I find where I'm like, y'all. There could be a, a first round where there's not a quarterback taken. I find that to be very uh, far fetched, though, just because that there's still teams that need quarterbacks, and it always yeah. seems to be once there's one taken, the other teams that need them that are behind are just like, oh, sh- we need to we need to take one. You know what I mean? Um, but just kind of look. Go ahead. If these GMs call each other and be like, hey, look, we know they're not first round guys, so let's all just wait. We'll start in the second round. <laughs> Ronnie, that means these guys all get along, and we know that that doesn't happen. You mean to tell me Bill Belichick's talking with uh, your head coach there, and they're, they're like, hey, you know, uh, I know what you're going to do. Let's not do No way. No way in hell. No way in hell. I know the 49ers would take a quarterback just to piss off Seattle if, if that was a, a thing, but. Uh, they already they already did their thing. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with this move because when I was um, I was already putting together my first round mock, and I had uh, I have Philadelphia taking Chris Olive uh, from Ohio State University at fifteen. I'll actually the more that I look into this, I feel like he's going to go higher. Um, but I do think that the Philadelphia Eagles have a need at receiver, so they might they'll probably take one at fifteen, which leaves so New Orleans then is at sixteen. Um, you have a guy like Kyler Gordon at a, a University of Washington, a cornerback. Um, and we know that the New Orleans Saints, they love their corners. They love their have a, a stout defense. Yeah. Um, but also for pick 18, which what the Saints had before, I had them pick in Northern Iowa tackle uh, Trevor Penning, uh, the redshirt senior. So I can see them definitely getting a tackle in this. And I don't disagree with you. I think if, if, if Chris Olive uh, was there at 16, they're taking him. Yeah. Period. Like, I, I think they'll take him. They'll figure out what they need to do at, uh, um, at a 19 or whatever it is and see if a quarterback falls to him there. Uh, but I think you're right. I think we can see a lot of different ways that this draft could shake out because, you know, you look at where Seattle's picking, they're picking at nine. 
We know, I mean, right now they got Drew Locke. And I'm all about second chances and and things like that. And I, I think Drew Locke deserves a second chance, a legitimate one. But you got Baker Mayfield that's going to go somewhere. I mean, he's still sitting there marinating yeah. in uh, <laughs> Cleveland. I, I have a hard time envisioning a scenario where he's on that roster um, just because of the the outburst it seemed like that he had when he even found out that it was a possibility Deshaun Watson was going to be on the roster. Now he is, he's on the roster. He's there. We know that he's probably going to serve a suspension, whatever that looks like, whether it's four games, six games, half the season. We don't know what that looks like. It would benefit the Cleveland Browns to have a Baker Mayfield potentially on the roster. Um, but I still, again, locker room chemistry. I don't see that. So, right. I do envision – I think Seattle is going to make a move for Baker Mayfield. I, I, I just have a feeling towards that. I I, I think that as the draft goes – I wouldn't be surprised if that was a draft day trade potentially. Um, I can't imagine that it's for that ninth pick. Um, but maybe after day one or something like that, I could see you know second rounder or something like that uh, to get Baker Mayfield in the building. Um, if they don't have their guy, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle – drop down a little bit but i think that move at number nine is going to impact a lot of things for what the philadelphia eagles are going to want to do and what the saints are going to want to do with those two first round picks yeah yeah absolutely and i actually looked at a couple of teams uh, ahead of um the saints uh, as far as not saints the the ninth pick um seattle seattle uh that could potentially take a quarterback as well atlanta Atlanta was one. Carolina. Um, and Carolina is in there. And also, uh, I think there was one other one. Maybe that was just the two. I mean, you could make an argument that Detroit might want to, but it seems like – I feel like that's really high to take a quarterback at two if they're committed to golf, which it sounds like. And, I mean, he's getting paid still a pretty decent chunk yeah. of change there I, in Detroit. I think the rumors on that second pick is <laughs> just that rumors. It's on the block. I think the, yeah. I think the second pick from Detroit's on the block. I think they would be willing to kind of trade down or trade back, however you want to right. point well, They have a number of uh, holes, <laughs> so they could definitely yeah. you know, use some extra picks. But, yeah, I, I, I believe I, I think – Atlanta and possibly Carolina take quarterbacks uh, early. And that could, like you said, that could really dictate what happens uh, with Seattle at nine and then also with the Saints at 16. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I can tell you that New Orleans obviously like two people as first rounders. They would not have made this move if they didn't have their yeah. eye on, 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 on two, someone. right? So um, I think they have their positions of need in their minds. Obviously, I think I, I think it could be any of the three that we talked about, offensive line, receiver, quarterback. Um, they could also surprise us and, and go a different way if if a guy had, you know, dropped down to them. You know, there's a lot of talk about, and I'm gonna butcher the crap out of his name. <laughs> um uh but Kavion Theo <laughs> I gotta get his name down for Thibodeau. this for this. Thibodeau. Yeah. I I mean, listen, <laughs> that guy is. If you looked at his name, you're not going to get it right. Um, but there's talk about him dropping potentially out of the top ten. And this time last year, when we're talking draft, he was almost a number one pick for you know. We're like, okay, uh, 2022 draft, it's going to be him. Uh, Thibodeau is going to be the guy out of Oregon. But there's injury concerns. You know, um, he he did get hurt his senior year. Um, even before that, he wasn't having quite the year that people projected him to have either. So, um, he, this 
he also Go got in trouble last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He got missed a little bit, some game time. Uh, there was one game that I was actually watching, and it was Oregon, and I don't remember who they were playing, but he had to sit out the first half because of his suspension. And I'm not going to say what for because I can't recall exactly. Um, I, I don't remember if it was – you know, like in classroom type of stuff or, or something. But, uh, and I've heard a lot of reports since then on his, his character basically and his work yeah. ethic, his heart basic is, you know, comes down to it. So yeah, I, I, I've seen multiple mocks where he falls out of the top 10 and I've seen some where he still goes in the top five. So it's going to be interesting to see where, where that, where he lands. There, There's a lot of, you know, so I, I think as I've kind of really dug into the mock, um, the only for sure thing, right? And this is, I, I feel pretty confident in, in, in even placing a bet on on this one, is that Aiden Hutchinson is going to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really feel like, Evans? no, I think it's going to be Hutchinson. Yeah, I think it's going to be Hutchinson. Uh, I just think for what the Jacksonville Jaguars need, I think he will he'll pair really great with. Uh, um, Josh Allen, <laughs> go to, <laughs> they have another one. It's a linebacker. Yeah. Um, but I think he would go really well there on the edge. And we know that when you have two guys and that's what a lot of people have made trades for this off season is to, to pair up two together. Right. And he had a really great, he, he's, he's been a really good leader at the university of mm-hmm. Michigan. Um, his, his athleticism is off the charts. I mean, he tested incredibly well, um, and I think he's going to be rewarded with the number one overall pick. I think he's the more the most sure thing as a number one pick that that you can have in this draft. Uh, now, Nick Bosa, I think would have been a great number one overall pick. I'm so happy he fell to number two, <laughs> and the the Cardinals pick Kyler Murray. Um, but I think you see these type of caliber players go number one overall, even when Chase Young from uh, Ohio State University. You know, when he went, I mean, it was the same type of thing. So I really feel like he's going to go. I think Trayvon Walker, I think he's right there. Um, yeah. You can make an argument, like right? Um, he's a he's an interior guy. And that's the only reason I think that he – that you, I don't think you can take an interior guy number one overall. And as weird as it is to have that stigma on, oh, you know, I don't know if you can take a uh, defensive tackle at number one overall. You could if you wanted to. I mean, but you could have taken Hutchinson on the board. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Aaron Donald was a—he uh, was—he he had was a lot D- of stuff. He, he was, was a defensive D- tackle, but he was—they were yeah. talking about him being extremely undersized for the NFL coming yeah. out of the draft. There was a lot of talk he might not make it in the NFL, you know. And look what he's turned out to be. So you never know. Yeah. Um, but I just think pass rushers and quarterbacks. You know, you get quarterbacks because they change the game. Well, you get a pass rusher because they change the game. So um, I think he's about as. I think just I I really feel like nine <laughs> times out of ten he's going to go number one overall. Do you have you have different thoughts with that or? Well, I was going to say my only counter really would to that would be, and I I haven't decided which yet honestly, but it would be Evans because you mentioned it. Quarterbacks change the game. Defense pass rushers change the game. Well, who protects the quarterback and who stops those pass rushers? Uh, You're talking about so Evan Neal. Yeah, the the tackle. So a lot of Alabama. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I mean, Lawrence needs some protection and I know they've done a little bit of work in that area as far as free agency, but, uh, you can never have too good of an offensive line, especially in the AFC, uh, 
where they're loaded with pass rushers now, just like they're loaded with the quarterbacks. Like yeah. everybody wants their quarterback, everybody wants to get the pass rushers in there now. Uh, so they're going to need somebody to protect Lawrence because they did not protect him well last year no. and it did not work out. So uh, that would be my only counter to that. Like I said, I haven't made a determination one way or the other, uh, which way I think they'll go just yet. But um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, Jacksonville has taken tackles early. And, I mean, Tony Baselli was a guy that they took. Um, I, I want to say he was the number one overall pick. Um, I want to say that he was up there, Tony Baselli. <laughs> yeah, well, but he was. Uh, regardless, no, you're absolutely right. Um, the only thing is I feel like, you know, they, they're going to have the number 33 pick too. And this draft is deep. And you could potentially make, you know, there's not an Aiden Hutchinson, I, I wouldn't say, at 33. But you could probably get a, a pretty decent offensive lineman at 33. Um, so I think, you know, as they go through their evaluation, that's going to be, you know, something they talk about. But, you know, when you when you look at a good football team and how they're built, right, and, and we've talked about, I mean, we've talked about four positions, and there's a reason why we're talking about the four positions, <laughs> quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, and edge rusher. Well, there's a reason. It's because yeah. those positions are highly coveted in the NFL. They're highly coveted. If you have a good football team, you have good players at those spots, right? I mean, just think about what Buffalo has. Well, they got Josh Allen. They got Stephon Diggs. Uh, they got Jerry Hughes. Oh, and they also got Ed Oliver right in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they got a pretty good offensive line, too. So hopefully it's those. Hopefully <laughs> I would say that's probably that one spot that probably could use. They could use a little on the bills. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. They did match the uh, offer for Ryan Bates. I know most people probably don't know who that is, but I know you and I have talked about that when he came yeah. into the lineup, really kind of solidified things. So uh, the Vikings, in fact, he was a restricted free agent. The Vikings offered a deal and both was like, nah, y'all, y'all ain't getting them. <laughs> so uh, their line is set as far as their five starters, whether or not they try to upgrade from there or not, we'll see. But this, the off or the, the whole draft is the trenches. It is deep. There's a lot of talent that you can get and you know, second, third, fourth round for that. So that's a very good point as far as being Aiden Hutchinson being the first pick uh, for that very reason. There's a lot of good, talented defensive linemen in the draft, but you're right. There's only maybe one or two Aiden Hutchinsons. Absolutely. And speaking of the draft, we're so next week, uh, Ronnie and I are going to release our first first round mock. It's not going to be our final draft because we're going to do that the Wednesday uh, before the draft. But this is where we're announcing it to you, uh, our listeners, just like we did last year. We're going to do a first round mock challenge for 50 bucks to Buffalo Wild Wings. So please submit us your your first round mock drafts uh, be thinking about those we're going to we're going to you're going to be able to to go against us right so you're going to all you have to do is beat one of us that's going to be my deal you you got to beat one of us you don't have to beat both of us just one of us then you're going to qualify and then you, we're going to see who's the best but you have to beat if we if we beat everybody i guess Ronnie and I are going to buffalo wild wings but just like last year I'm down. There were so many there were so many things that happened uh, and I, there, there was a lot of listeners I, last year. We got 87, we got 87 first round mocks last year. And, uh, it was a lot of fun going through them. Last year's draft was amazing. This one has even more uncertainty than, than last year. There was a lot of big things that would happen that impacted things as they went. This one, I feel like 
there's a lot of gray area. There could be it's it's a very fluid situation. Yeah, uh, in this draft, but we want to throw that out to you. Uh, you can send uh, them to. Um, uh, I'm going to make a backyard blitz outlook. Uh, it won't let me change my uh, name there, but it's go already, ahead, Ronnie. Already done. You already got it, huh? Yeah. Backyard, uh, backyard okay. blitz at outlook.com. The backyard blitz at outlook.com. Yeah. Uh, way it's to just, jump on that, Ronnie. Yeah. It's just backyard blitz. No, the. So just backyard no. blitz. That yeah. was probably taken. <laughs> probably. <laughs> It probably was backyard blitz at outlook.com. Send them there. Um, we also have uh, our Twitter page. You can send them uh, through a direct message there or Facebook. We would prefer outlook because they're easy to keep track of, but if you should, you know, send it on Facebook messenger, I'm not going to be upset. If you send it through uh, our DMS, I'm not going to disqualify you. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see it flooded through uh, because as we go through this uh, and we're just doing the first round, so we're not going to go into the second round and all that stuff first round and we're going to see who has the most right picks and that's going to be the winner for 50 bucks to buffalo wild wings so i'm excited about that speaking about that ronnie i can't wait to do our first round mocks next week and we have a special guest next week as well yeah yeah that's gonna be fun uh same uh podcast that you and i uh, were a part of uh what like a month and a half ago now yeah yeah. Oh, it's been that long already. So, yeah, he'll be joining us next week uh, and discussing his mock as well as the the two of us. So that, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be hey, our first uh, guest of another show on our show. We've been guests of other shows, uh, but we want to uh, – it's going to be cool. It's um, He's a author of the Outdated Podcast. Um, he has a lot of stuff out there. They do – uh, they have four of them where they get together and they they talk about the NFL, the NFC North. Um, he's a yeah. Bears fan, and he has other podcasters from uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and uh, Detroit. Um, I I feel like they must just crap on that guy from Detroit. I got to ask him that question <laughs> next week, but I'm excited oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. tuned in. That's going to be next Wednesday at uh, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so make sure that you're on here for that, Ronnie. We talked about the NFL draft, and we're going to talk a lot more about it in the upcoming weeks. But you got done with the little project that you were working on, uh, and that is your pre-draft fantasy football ranking. So we all keep track of the players, and some of it is for fun. I would say a lot of us you know, spend a lot of time keeping up on the players and where they go for fun. But there's also a big number of us that keep track of that stuff for oh, fantasy yeah. football. Where are situations going to go? There's a lot of money to be had playing fantasy football. For those of you who don't know what fantasy football is, it's like Dungeons and Dragons for football <laughs> guys. Uh, basically what it is, is you have players that they're playing their game on Sundays and you pick them before the season starts and you kind of compile a team of players from all around the league. And their performance on Sundays earns you points. So, for instance, if Stefan Diggs catches a 50-yard touchdown from Josh Allen, he's going to get five points for – so one for every 10 yards, six points for the touchdown. If you're playing a PPR, you're going to get another point for the catch. Uh, sometimes there's bonuses for big touchdowns. And then good old Josh Allen, he's going to get some points too for that throw. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. You end up watching teams that you might never have watched because yeah. you have you have players that are on that team and – it's a lot of fun. Okay, I need this guy to score and not that guy to score. And you know, people, you're like, you're you're a Washington Commanders uh, fan. <laughs> what are you rooting the Cowboys on? Oh, you have CD Lamb on your fantasy team. I guess oh, that makes yeah. sense. It feels weird. Uh, 
But yeah, so yeah. that's what that's about. But you came up with your pre-draft fantasy football rankings, but one specifically that we're going to talk about that we had some discussion already today, <laughs> and that's your quarterback yeah. rankings. So take it away, yeah. my friend. All right, so first of all, I'm just going to point back here at this. Wow. Uh, championship wow. right here. So you, Wow. So, uh, <laughs> that that's that's what you got to come for, but I don't. You ain't getting it. I'm not giving that thing back to no one now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I kind of uh, hinted a little bit on Twitter today. Uh, my top four, uh, well five, but uh, I put it out there a poll. I was just kind of curious to what people think of as far as my top four, and if they would put anybody up uh, above that as the number one quarterback. I have Josh Allen number one. I don't think that's a shocker really to anybody. He was number one last season. He was actually number one the season before that, too, as far as quarterbacks go. So, uh, But the poll was very interesting. So I've got Allen one, Mahomes two, Herbert, and then Lamar Jackson. Mm. Of those four, Herbert's the only one that did not get any votes to be the number one, which actually kind of surprised me. I really thought that there would be some people out there uh, that would put him up as number one because he can move around, he can run, he can get pick up some points with his feet uh, and get those rushing touchdowns. He doesn't do it quite as the, at the level of like you know Allen or Jackson do, uh, but he can uh, when he needs to. So I was a little surprised by that, but overwhelmingly, it's like 75 percent uh, of the voters said Allen was their number one quarterback as well. Uh, I know you have a little some concerns with Jackson at four though. I do have some concerns with Jackson for First of all, Jeff Ramage, what's up, man? I got to give show you some love. That guy's as big of a football nerd as there is out there. Um, Lamar Jackson. So my biggest concern with him is the style of play that he has. Uh, the style of play that he has gets him hit a lot more often than a lot of these other quarterbacks. You know, he gets and I know why you have him up there in your fantasy rankings and and rightfully so. Uh, because when he is healthy, he's racking up not only passing yards, but he's getting those rushing yards, and he's scoring a lot of touchdowns, not just with his arm, but it, with his legs. Now his arm, they're kind of schemed open, whatever. But <laughs> with his with his legs, he's chewing up a lot of yards. Yeah. And, and for quarterbacks, yeah. that's actually big because you get a point Huge. for 10 yards instead of a point for every 25 throwing, right? So I like that. But but here's my thing. I Tom Brady – is he's he's still in the league? Tom Brady's still in the league. He's, still, and he's around, still throwing yeah. touchdowns, and he's still uh -huh. with the Buccaneers. Uh -huh. Bro, Tom Brady, and, <laughs> and you know what? He throws a ton of touchdowns, and he throws for a lot of yards, and so I think he's just a consistent guy. And another thing is, he doesn't get hurt. Knock on wood for Tom. He doesn't get hurt, and that's a thing that I really like when you look at a quarterback that you're going to take. As your QB one, because any one of these guys at you know one through ten really is going to be a QB one for somebody, argument. right? They're yeah. going to be a QB one for somebody. So if he gets hurt, that's a big deal. So I like Tom Brady because he he doesn't get hurt and he's 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 consistent, baby. You know you're going to get 25 points from him a week. It seems like Aaron Rodgers. I understand why you didn't put him up there, but his, this is the defending NFL MVP that's not in your top top four, right? And he throws for a lot of touchdowns and not a lot of picks. He doesn't get hurt that often. And I got to throw out one other guy. And this is your boy. You write for the the, the Rams. Matt Stafford, <laughs> who just got Allen. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just lost his name. Uh, 
the guy from the Bears, Alan Robinson. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, Brain. Uh, <laughs> Alan Robinson, and he's coming off a of Super Bowl, and it's second year in, in Sean McVay's offense. So I, I definitely, he was a top five quarterback to, at the end of the year last year. He does throw some picks. He is in that offense for a second year is my selling point that I think yeah. that him and Sean McVay are going to be clicking a little bit more. So any of those three, I would gladly move above a Lamar Jackson. I would be fine with all three of them moving up above Lamar Jackson for the one point And one point alone is I think Lamar Jackson's brand of football is not made for a 17 game season. And it wasn't last year. He ended up getting getting hurt. Yeah. And they don't protect him all that well either. He likes to hold on to it, run around, and and, and take some hits. So uh, I'd like to hear your yeah. thoughts on a little rebuttal on that. <laughs> well, it, it, the simple rebuttal is this. Josh Allen plays the same way. I would even say that if Allen is more physical because he doesn't slide. He doesn't go out of bounds. He's like hurtling and diving over people and shouldering. Lamar Jack – or uh, he, Allen's a freak though, and he's huge. <laughs> he's not a small human being. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not that small. And let's be fair. This is the first time that Allen or Jackson has been hurt like significantly and missed some significant time. Uh, You said, you mentioned Brady doesn't get hurt. He missed a full season uh, a while back. So it it does happen, but you got Kyler Murray runs around. Jalen Hurts runs around. Russell Wilson runs around. Patrick Mahomes runs around. You can make the health argument for all of these guys. Uh, You look at the running backs when you rank them, you can't base the rankings off of, well, he might get hurt. Well, they all might get hurt. <laughs> right. But that's not, so that's different though. That's different though. Lamar Jackson, I will say, yeah. Uh, Russ runs around. You're right. Uh, Josh Allen runs around. I get it. But do they have the rushing attempts? Like I'm talking, I'm not talking just specifically like running around, making plays like on a pass play. I'm talking about designed runs that are quarterback counters, that are quarterback sweeps, that are part of the run game, That that's the part that has me concerned right. about them, where they're designed runs, where teams are loaded up in the box and they're finding ways to stop him because they're finding out the dude can't throw. Not consistently enough to be able to be successful where they say, hey, hey, I'm not, I cannot put eight in the box. I cannot be blitzing my nickel corner. I can't be doing X, Y, or Z to mm-hmm. try to stop you from running the ball on me. They're doing that to, and saying, beat us with your arm. The Miami Dolphins, I think it was like week week 10 of last year, they literally put eight in the box and they played cover zero with no safety over top and said, beat us. Beat us with your arm, Lamar. And he got his ass, he got his ass whooped. I mean, so I... I definitely think that that's a factor for me, at least when I'm going through and I'm picking. Mind you, I inherited a team that has Lamar Jackson on it. Okay. <laughs> inherited is the key word. Okay. <laughs> Not picked, inherited. But I think that that's a, a big key. But what's funny about as I make this argument, I also remember an argument that I had made to you about Trey Lance, and he's going to be used in a similar type fashion. I just I, there's something about Lamar where I just I just have a feeling what he's going into year five, right? Year five in the league. Yeah. He he's got one playoff win. Teams are starting to scheme him up a little bit, and that Ravens team around him. I, I honestly think that J.K. Dobbins is going to have a huge year because, as what Dawson mentions, he's going to hold off on those design runs this year because if Lamar goes down, it's a big deal. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a massive year. Um, but I, uh, to your point, 
what Jeff is saying, it's the high ceiling argument. Right. That's what you're, that's why you have him up there at, at four. I just now, and I'll be honest too. So I rank these guys and I rank them based on what I think the potential is, what they could do. Does that mean I'm personally going to draft him? No. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, I just, Ronnie. I want your insight here because we're in a, a couple drafts here together. Oh, no, I know. So Lamar Jackson could potentially be the number one quarterback if he can stay healthy. But you can say that about, like you mentioned, any of these top ten guys. So let me just go through the six through ten. We'll reveal the rest of them on another show. So five you had Brady, right? Five was yeah. Brady. Okay. Brady, I had him at five. Uh, he actually finished number two last year, I believe, second or two or three last season. Um, uh, but I've got Brady, five, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Prescott, and then Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Now you had you had Russell, you had Kyler Murray above Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Go and on. That's largely because of the familiarity. Uh, okay. With the receivers, the offense, the, the the scheme, Kyler's been there for a couple of seasons now. He knows who what he's got. He knows who he's throwing to. He knows what type of receivers they are. Whereas Russell Wilson's still got to come in and kind of learn that. He's got to learn that timing. He's got to learn that offense. Now he's no rookie, so it's not going to be like a a, a season long thing where it's just going to be a struggle and trying to 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 get the timing down and everything. But I think initially there's going to be a slow start. Um, and I would not be surprised, too, if the Broncos come out. I mean, they've got Williams and Gordon. They can run the ball. So I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get in Denver, and that's my biggest issue. I don't know what type of offense they're going to run. Are they going to be more run heavy? Are they going to be 50-50 balance? Are they just going to sling it all over? I don't know. With Arizona, I know what I get. In. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, where was he in that, in that mix? Uh, he's not in my top ten. Holy cow. That's and that has huge. a lot to I do with he, the weapons. You want to know what I was going to say? So he lost Devontae, right? Yeah. So this isn't a knock on necessarily Aaron Rodgers' play. It's more Correct. along the situation that they're in. So that's so that's my counter argument to your Russell Wilson thing. It's the situation that he's in and the games that he's going to be playing in that I think elevates him above Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is great for till week 11. After week eleven, and what? Yeah. After week eleven, what what is big in fantasy football? What's big? That's usually when you get your playoffs around week 13, 14. Playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. Do you want me to break out Jim Mora? <laughs> playoffs. So for, but, for Russell Wilson, I think his situation to me, and I normally would have him probably about the same spot in almost every year, even if he was still in Seattle. I would have him probably six or seven. But the situation that he's in this year with the defense that he has, he's going to be in some track meet games with Kansas City, with with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, with the Chargers, where he's going to have to put up some points. And you know it's going to be on Russ. I almost want it because of his situation. I know that there's unknown. I don't know what offense they're going to run and, and X, Y, or Z. But I got to think that they gave up what they gave up to be have him be the focal point of that offense. You know, so you I think the Seattle would have done the same thing, and they didn't really. They still want to focus on their running game, but also you got to look at this too. Look at the defenses and the pass rushes that he's going to have to face at least six times yeah. out of the season. Yeah, that's um, a good between argument. KC, uh, the Chargers, and Raiders. So, yeah, I got him up there. I, again, I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan as a quarterback. 
or as the person after this is for fantasy football this is not for nfl (laughs) my guy rankings yeah and if there's one uh piece of advice i would give anybody that's just getting into to the fantasy football or if you've been into it and you just suck think with your head you cannot think fantasy football with your heart you've got it's just not going to work out says the guy who i know if he gets the opportunity is picking josh allen in the first round oh no ronnie no no. ronnie i've never taken a quarterback no matter what team they play for in the first round i'm not that guy okay in fact this is recorded this is recorded (laughs) this is here in fact i will tell you so this trophy right here just let me show you again uh matthew stafford led me to that trophy also you know where i drafted stafford like ninth round well it's because you could get stafford in the ninth round well yeah but the point is that there's going to be a guy that takes josh allen six overall there's going to be that guy they do oh, it yeah. to Pat Mahomes. I, I see it in almost every draft, but you're absolutely right. You never take a quarterback in the first round. I'm just kind of giving you a hard time. I know you know <laughs> your stuff with, with your fantasy football. Um, but you also have – you get the best of both worlds because you get to be a fan of that guy knowing that he's a huge yeah. player for fantasy football too. That doesn't happen very often. I've had Jimmy G on my teams and uh, thinking he's going to have a breakout type of year, and and I've been waiting for it. It's never coming. It's just never coming. Yeah. Uh, they're going to turn around. They're going to hand off the ball to Debo. They're going to throw. Uh, if he throws to Debo, great. But he's only got one or two of those a game. He's also got to pick a game and, and all that stuff. So um, I am surprised, though. Aaron Rodgers, and I, I get the weapons and all that stuff. They have to be in the market for a, a receiver via trade somehow. I, I would think. I think yeah. And these rankings like, could absolutely change and probably will change over the course oh, of the summer. Change. Oh, yeah. yeah they're they're going to change. They'll change after the draft. Yeah. You know, we're going to see a wide receiver get paired up with the with a quarterback. I mean, think about where Joe Burrow's ranking might have been from year one. Okay, they just got Jamar Chase. He just moved up like eight spots. Right. You know, and he might have been in that 15 mark last year because he was coming off an ACL and there was we didn't know what we were going to get from him, right? But then all of a sudden now <laughs> you're looking at him going, dang, he's in your top 10. By the way, how much thought uh, was there put into his situation, right? They've revamped their offensive line, which is the huge question mark that in, in Cincinnati. We know we saw what he did with Jamar and all his weapons. So I think you had him at eight on this list. Um, walk me through your thought process on that as far as the people above him and how hard was that to not put him up maybe a little bit higher? It, again, it's not a knock on him uh, as, 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 as a quarterback. It's just this – NFL is loaded right now with quarterbacks. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, and a lot of those quarterbacks ahead of him are more runners than he is. He can get around two. But he's not going to get 500, 600 yards on the ground like Allen no. or Murray or or possibly Wilson. Uh, you know all of these guys. So uh, that's a big reason why he didn't. And and again, I I have to see the offensive line in action. I have seen so many times over the course of of the history of the league where a team rebuilds their offensive line and it doesn't work. They don't gel. Yeah. There's no chemistry or whatever the case may be, and it just doesn't work out. I've seen it happen with Buffalo. Uh, I've seen it happen with a number of teams. 
we've seen uh, Washington, Daniel Snyder spend bajillions of dollars building the super team and they were terrible. It's not all about the talent. It's not all about starting, trying to stack your roster with the best. You've got to have guys that can come together and can, can gel and have that chemistry and bond together and, and play well together as a team uh, before you can take that next step and, and, you know, get to the Super Bowl and, and so on. So for me with the Bengals, I got to see it on the field. I, I, I'm going to be looking forward to OTAs preseason and, and see how these guys perform then. Uh, you're you're right. Um, I love his situation, though. I love his situation. You're right. You the the NFL's loaded. Football. Yeah, the, the NFL's loaded in quarterbacks right now. It, it's a really golden age, and I think that we're going to have the and they're young guys. They, I mean, we're not yeah. talking a lot of older players. These are young guys. When you talk about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert. Um, even these young guys that come in and Justin Fields, I I think he's going to have an outstanding year uh, this this next year. He's had a lot of wild plays. I'm excited to see what Trey Lance has to offer as a full time starter. Um, Mac Jones, uh, seeing what he had. Trevor Lawrence, all the, Zach Wilson. I'm excited to see the. We're in an age of quarterback right now that I think we sometimes we just need to sit back and go. It's not, it's okay if the guy's not like the best quarterback in the league. He's still pretty damn good and. Yeah. Who was the guy that we had last? I can't even remember his name now. Blaine Gabbert, you know, it's, it just goes to that whole thing. But there's one argument here that I want to have with you. Aaron Rodgers lost a significant weapon on offense, right? He fell completely out of your top 10. Now, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have an off year. And I think it's going to be due to Tyreek Hill going to Miami. I think he expanded a lot of things with that offense, which you and I agree on. Yet he's still sitting there at number two. Um, did you did you think about potentially moving him down your list a oh, little yeah. bit because of that Tyreek Hill move? I know he still got Kelsey, and that probably solidified him there once you kind of did your thoughts. But walk me through that a little bit. You know, he may still very well drop down too. I honestly, when I was putting that together and I was looking at that and I was weighing him and Herbert particularly, uh, it was difficult. Um, it came down to the fact that they still have some weapons. They know they don't have the speed, but they did get Juju Smith-Schuster, and I think he's going to be you know a solid uh, addition for them. Uh, Nicole Hardman still brings some of that speed to the to the game. Uh, they've got. Uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's you know all right out of the backfield, and then uh, McKinnon, I believe, Jared McKinnon. So he's uh, a he's a free agent right now, so he he isn't signed with them. But he, I wouldn't be surprised if they got him on like a one year deal to kind of come in. But he's right. he's a free agent, and not to mention, who knows if they go after somebody in the draft? They they still right. have weapons. Yeah. So, and, and and to your point a while ago, after the draft, this is going to change, and I might change it before the draft. I, I, <laughs> things happen like all the time. There could be a trade that we wake up to tomorrow morning, uh, you know, the other day, and I have to th- tell everybody this. So, Brandon here and another buddy of ours, Scott. I, I'm out driving to another town, taking my my stepson to school. <laughs> I'm on my way back. It's a 45-minute drive one way, 45 minutes back, right? And you can't text and drive, Ronnie. You can't, No. Right? Thank good for – you know, hey, I got Apple CarPlay, okay? I'm good. Okay. All right. I can tell my car what to say, and I'm golden. So <laughs> so the car beeps at me, right? And I push the button to have the car read me the text. 
Stefan Diggs traded the Chiefs. I'm like, what? No, nah, that's not. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah. So, you know, yeah. Right. So I'm driving, right? So I'm not Googling. I'm not looking up anything. But then Brandon adds, oh, yeah, and he was traded for a third and a fifth. I'm like, okay, at least make it believable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know, man. Like some of these trades get wacky. And, yeah, you know, you think about yeah. compensation and all that stuff that go into <laughs> Jimmy Grubbin, please get traded soon. I, <laughs> Oh, that, yeah, one's, so, that one's driving me nuts. Yeah. So going back to the, the, the fantasy rankings, this is going to change. It's it's fluid. Yeah. Um, you know, I listen to the fantasy footballers, and they're, one of their favorite sayings is stay water. Just you got to, you know, constantly changing directions, constantly just staying fluid because these things change all the time. So we'll see what happens. Um, I will probably make my first big revision after the draft. Uh, and then as we kind of leading up to the draft, we'll reveal more and more of my rankings. But uh, I love to hear from people on Twitter, too, what they think of the top 10. Oh, and they'll let you have it, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually trying to spark a huge <laughs> debate and argument on Twitter with that Lamar. As soon as I saw it, I go, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Because I know your feelings of Lamar Jackson. Not the biggest fan of of him as a thrower, I, I should say right. not. I mean, this has nothing to do with him as a person or anything like that. It's how he can throw the ball as a quarterback in the national football league is where our criticisms come from. Uh, and I saw that and I was, I knew why you had him there, but I, I still was like, Oh, I know this is like, this, this is highly controversial. And then the fact that, you know, some people like to think that when you say fantasy football, that you're also ranking them in order of how good they are like on the NFL. Right. And that's com completely not true. It's a, it's so yeah. different. You can have, I mean, Jalen hurts and Scott, he likes to talk about this argument that he was a top 10 fantasy quarterback because of, of what he was doing with his legs, but not necessarily getting it done with W's on the field. There's a huge Matt Stafford is a prime example of him being a good fantasy football quarterback, getting yards and touchdowns and, and trash time. Okay, so those <laughs> yeah. things all they don't they don't have to be on good football teams. Sometimes you want uh, a quarterback that is going to be down the entire game because he's got to throw, and that you're going to get production. You know, you're yep. going to get guaranteed production from that. Yeah, that's why a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo does not do well in fantasy, but he wins on the football field. Is that they're running the ball? He he throws when they ask him to. They'll scheme things open for him or or, or whatever it is. You might want him leading your football team, but you might not want him on fantasy football for sure. And there's even people that don't want him on their football team, which blows my mind, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. I keep trying to enter him in the conversation, just willing it to happen. Come on, somebody, <laughs> Carolina, I know that you want him. You need a quarterback, but whatever. Um, I'm excited to talk after the about draft. these. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it happened day one of the draft or, or, or during yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, day two or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but nonetheless, I'm excited to talk about these fantasy football rankings with you, especially when we get into like quarterback or uh, receivers, running backs, uh, where you think, you know, defenses are um, all great conversations, but these next couple weeks are, attention is a hundred percent to the draft. It's right around the corner. It's the biggest uh, event that there is in the NFL in the off season. Uh, we get to see a lot of these kids dreams come true, going to going to their, um, they're going to go 
make a lot of money in the NFL. They're going to, their lives are going to change forever. No matter what happens, whether they're a bust or whether they're, they become, you know, the next uh, Josh Allen or, or uh, Patrick Mahomes or whatever it is, these guys lives are going to change and they're going to, they're going to have a lot of pressure on them from guys like us that sit there and (laughs) and expect them to do great things on our team. So uh, our, our attention is going to change to that. And we're going to have probably the next three weeks, whether it's uh, we're talking about mocks, probably the next two weeks up leading up to the draft three weeks, I should say. And then after the draft, we're going to be having uh, reaction shows, you know, talking about what's going on and where we think's the the best fit and who blew it and and all those things. So uh, there's a lot of action that's going to be taking place. And uh, I'm excited to have those conversations with you, man. Yeah, I am too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm <clears throat> looking forward to to having our guest on next week and talk about the, the our mock drafts. Uh, and, and honestly, this is the first time I've ever done an actually uh, an actual mock draft of my own. So, uh, I in the past it was just kind of like Buffalo draft this guy. Buffalo, why didn't you draft this guy? Buffalo, what are you doing? So this is the first year I'll actually have to pay attention to the whole league and, and put that together. So that's going to be fun. Um, I want to say, too, before we head out, though, I did want to give a shout out uh, to a couple of guys, uh, a couple of uh, podcast hosts. Uh, their podcast is called Talk It Out. Uh, you can find them on YouTube, Adam Raymer and Stephen Burton. They are the the hosts of that. Some great stuff. They kind of talk about a little bit of everything, but they do talk a lot about football, too. So go check them out. Yeah, I got a shout out I got to give uh, as well. So um, Christian and Joy Gilbert. Uh, first of all, they're, they're friends of ours. Uh, we go to uh, football games in Arizona uh, to go see our Niners play. We got kind of like our 49er crew that we go to games. Well, I'm coming home and this is after uh, I uh, we went to go visit my parents and there's a couple packages on the on the doorstep. I'm going, I know I didn't order anything. And I look over at Kimberly, like, what, what'd you order? And she's like, I didn't order anything. Now I know it's not Berlin. So we go over there and I, I open them up and it's a trivia book of the 49ers and then a, another sign. And there was a note that was in there that said, uh, congratulations on your podcast. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, they listen. Uh, they give us lots of love. Um, they're all the way in, in Colorado. Um, but I think it's really cool just to have that again. The, the thing I love about football is whether you're a fan or you play in it, there's a camaraderie with between fans. Um, yeah. Ronnie, I'm sure you can attest to wearing your Buffalo gear out and somebody, you know, has their stuff on it. Oh, Hey, go bills. And you don't even know that guy. There's no reason <laughs> yeah. that you guys would ever have an interaction other than you're a fan of that, that team. And uh, that's one thing I love about sports. It's one thing I love about the NFL. It just seems like that loyalty travels and if you're wearing their gear and somebody see, and i always make it a point to see and i get some looks like who the hell are you and i get some looks like yeah go go <laughs> go niners you know so yeah uh, it, it's it's pretty cool it is it's awesome especially when that happens here in idaho there's not too many bills fans <laughs> yeah so, and it, so when you're yeah. walking across the parking lot and you hear go bills and you look over you're like go bills <laughs> <laughs> and you probably know the guys though <laughs> There's there's no. only a handful of them. In fact, oh, I was going to tell you the other day at a uh, uh, Berlin soccer game Saturday, we were standing there talking. To, yeah. so after after her game, we walked over and talked to some of our friends. And here comes some guy walking by a Bills hat. Go Bills! 
I no, no idea who he was. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Usually I get the opposite reaction. It's not somebody in the Niners thing. They either have a Cowboys hat on, they got a stupid Seahawks hat on, and they got to they got to try to give to you. And I just look at the Seahawks guys and I go, you really want to have this conversation right now? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, and they give me that. But the Cowboys, they haven't, you know, they haven't had a playoff victory and I can't remember how long. They always chirp. Always. That, I will give their fans credit, man. They wear they're them boys, and I love those memes every single year. You still them boys? You still them boys? <laughs> those are the best. So those crack me That's up. That's great. Well, hey man, this was an awesome show. Um, I love. I mean, I love doing this because we get a chance to talk football uh, year round, and uh, it you kind of getting that little bit of juice again. You know, we got the draft coming up, and we got that hope of our team's going to be picking some really good players, and uh, I know. Do you guys have a first round draft pick? I can't remember. Number 25. 25. You know, we don't. Yeah, we're at 61. So I'm having to wait an extra day. You never know what can I, happen, but I mean you could be the Rams picking at like 102. Yeah, they're picking in they're picking, they're gonna be interested in the draft in 2025. Maybe. <laughs> Jeez. We'll, we'll see what they do between now and then, though. Who knows, man? <laughs> they haven't I'll had a first you. rounder since 2017. So yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll never be accused of not going for it, though, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll Something to be what. said for that. Absolutely. Yeah, they got the ring for it, so ding. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hey, uh, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate all the comments in here. Uh, much love. Make sure that you go hit the like button. Uh, subscribe to our, our podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, all our credentials are right here. Scrolling across the bottom again, we're at the BY Blitz, at People 22 at Ronnie Eason. Check us out on YouTube, at the uh, the Backyard Blitz. Uh, make sure you hit those notifications. Give us a give us a rate. Rating, though, if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a, a you know five star rating. Whatever you think that we did, leave a comment in there. What you thought about the show? What you think of the podcast? Uh, it definitely helps. So we really appreciate it. But until next Wednesday, next Wednesday's a big show. Don't miss it. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Mark draft. Let's do it. You guys have Let's a great week. It.